Even when it's already the live show, people are still, I don't want to pay. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Tawa Let's. It's me again, Aaron, saying hello to everybody, hoping everybody is fine. I'm also hoping that all your uh, shoppy shopping carts aren't too full. Parang, I know everybody is going on a shopping spree. Basta may pera. And I'm actually guilty of doing that. I bought the most random things just this morning. What did I buy? I bought a harness for my dog for walking her for 99 pesos. I bought powder for yung ginagamit sa french fries, sour cream, and cheddar. I bought that. And I want to buy this back massager that you wear. So para siyang scarf. You wear it. And it's a heavy piece of cloth with machinery inside that just massages your shoulders and your back. <laughs> I want to buy it. But I have to calm down. Because not a lot of money is coming in to anyone's pockets during this pandemic. So I hope all of you are doing the same. Trying to stop yourself from... Buying everything, because on Shopee you can buy everything. Anyway, so today's guest is somebody I've known for a really long time, and he is one of the OG comedians. I remember growing up knowing his name, just because I know he was the first person to start stand-up comedy in the Philippines where kwentuhan lang. It's not singing, it's not impersonation, it's observational and opinion. I'm pretty sure he was the first one to start that. And because of that, I consider him to be one of the OG comedians in this generation. So, ladies and gentlemen, I won't take up any more of your time. Please welcome our guest, Mr. Tim Tayag. Hey, Tim. How are you today? I'm okay. Hey, Aaron. How are you? Hey. That's my it's been podcast a while, voice. Actually. I changed my voice for the oh, podcast. Really? Hey, I like hey. it. Can you do it's, it again? It's deep. Hey, Should Aaron. I also do that? Yeah. Oh, uh, nah, nah, nah. Modulate pala. <laughs> yeah. 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 How long? We've known each other for quite some time. Um, wow. It's been, I think, more than 10 years or mga 10 years. Probably. But, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember the first time we met? It's okay if you don't. It's I just do. that I it's, do. Uh, you were doing improv mm -hmm. uh, with the spit. Ah, see, I met you before that. You met before that? If I did. So the reason oh. I remember this is because uh. you and I did a gig together. Yeah. But I wasn't doing comedy. You were hosting. It was this gig in uh. Boracay. Not also. Ah. <laughs> it was this gig in Boracay. Okay. And I was belly dancing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. This was Jack I don't TV. know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, Jack TV. Jack TV. So, oh. sobrang tagal na nun. Yeah. Okay. I think I was still in college then. Ah, maybe because so, you were wearing a, a veil on your face or... May, maybe, or parang, you know, maraming girls biglang, oh, okay, just can't single one. <laughs> oh, dancing yeah, girls. When I, when I met you in Spitz, I like, parang that belly button looks familiar. Oh, you, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made it the same yeah. so that you'd recognize me. Ay, ko I was belly button na yan eh. Yeah, it's you know perfectly round and inside. Yeah, inside, thank you for noticing yeah. that. Yeah, siya yung you. It's in, inside. Hindi, it's inside. <laughs> oh, you noticed? Yeah, of course. You're so ano talaga. Of course, you, you noticed. 
So I wanted to ask about, um, because I've spoken to a bunch of stand-up comedians on the show, and I know that you started in the U.S. in 1997. Wow. This was a totally different time, um, comedy-wise, no? Yeah, yeah. And since you started at that time in mm-hmm. the U.S., mm-hmm. what were your feelings during your first few years performing? When I was doing it, I was one of the few in the States that was uh, Filipino or, or even Asian. So yeah. So it was a bit kind of weird that, uh, hey, um, there's no... Because, you know, like when you start out, uh, you kind of have your, oh, this is my influence or idol or mm-hmm. And for me, it was mostly like either they were white or or black. And so right. it was like... It was like, wait, walang Filipino na, na, I mean, there were, there were other Asian comedians. Siguro the biggest one at that time was, shoot, Margaret Cho. Do you remember her? Do you know her? Margaret oh, yeah, Cho. of course, Margaret Cho. Yeah. 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 So, parang she was the closest thing to, to an Asian comedian. And so, parang it was just weird. Uh, being the only Filipino and my other friends there who were Filipino-American or Asian, they couldn't get it. Why are you why are you doing this? <laughs> oh, you were questioned about it. Not, not questioned in a way na parang like it's a bad thing, but it was more like, oh, okay, yung trip mo, parang it's different. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yung trip ito, yeah. Parang, you know? yeah. And then when I went to the Philippines, it was even more weird. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the stand-up that I was doing was not really known. So there was another another layer of uh, introduction that parang, oh, now I have to sort of introduce this kind of comedy to the audience here since they're not familiar with it. And at that time, wala pang, there was no YouTube. There was no, you know, there was no social media, basically. I think Friendster, I think, parang wala pa yata ang Friendster. Wala pang Friendster, no. Friendster was like 03 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or oh. Wow, I'm that old. I'm pre-social <laughs> media. Ana. Which is actually harder because yeah. that's more of a hustling to promote yourself yeah, would have been. Yeah. So different. How did you promote yourself in, um, in that time? I, I did. Flyers? Flyers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come see my show. Yeah, no, ganon? Uh, I don't know. I was never really into self-promoting, especially at that time because I, I didn't feel like... Um, um, I didn't feel that I was that good yet to be mm-hmm. parang promoting myself. So well, I just kept going to like open mics and shows and just kept doing the work without really... You know, saying, oh, hey, come watch me. I was just trying to work on the craft and get better. So, I'm going to learn. Right. Yeah. What was your goal when you initially started out? Did you want to get as big as Margaret Cho? Or was it sort of just no. like, I'm, I'm enjoying this? Yeah, more of that. More of like my biggest goal when I first started was was to perform at the Punchline in San Francisco. That was it. That was my, like if I said, if I could perform there, I could die happily. That was it. Lang ka wow. <laughs> that was my only goal. Yeah. You've gone way past your initial goal. Yeah. Do you still get nervous when you perform? Have you been performing recently? I never passed. No, I haven't. Well, not live because well, how how can I? Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I but do, when actually. you do, you still get nervous. Yeah, I still do a little bit. Um, I think like in the beginning, um, like my very first open mic that I did, I was nervous like two weeks before, two weeks before the show because wow. I decided okay, I'm gonna do my open mic two weeks from now. So. That whole two weeks, I was nervous. Uh, and then as I kept doing it, the nervousness would, you know, went down from two weeks to to a week. And then, you know, like a day before until it became just like, oh, I'll be nervous, like maybe right before I get on stage. 
And then as soon as you get the first laugh, you're kind of like, oh, okay, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine, you know? Yeah, you kind of just sink into it. Na. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like you, like when you what do was... improv, you, did yeah. you get nervous before? Like your first time, Ganon? I honestly still get nervous until now. And people tell me, because I always announce it before mm-hmm. the show, I always say, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. And yeah. people are just like, that just means you care. Okay, yeah, when I yeah. think about it in those terms, but okay, then I guess it's fine that I'm nervous. Yeah, pero, because like, I care what the audience is gonna think. Yeah, but compared to the first time you ever did um, improv, and then now, how is it's your, still you know? big? I mean, of course, in the beginning, it was mm-hmm. more. I was more nervous because there was more fear to fail. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just getting by. Just mm-hmm. it's really the initial because you've kind of practiced it for so long. I'm sure you feel the same way that yeah, you, yeah. you kind of know the groove already. Yeah. So it's really just the waiting. Parang when you're gonna get surgery, diba? yeah, yeah. It's just the waiting. Or or when you're <laughs> getting there, that okay, okay, rapid no. test, diba? Like I did my rapid test oh yesterday. My, you did. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh. Negative, of course. Um <coughs> yeah, 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 negative. Baka mahawa ako through the no, to the, this one, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, we just found out the virus can transmit from an, uh, from Zoom. From podcast. Oh, pala. No, I, I just Awful. have to do it. Baka everyone listening is sick na rin. <laughs> oh, nga, no. We got sick from listening to Aaron sana. I didn't have any symptoms, but you know how some days you feel like I I kind of feel hot. I kind of I don't, my my throat is a bit itchy. Oh no, I have it. And then your mind starts yeah. playing paranoia and all that. So so finally, because one of our friends, because I don't know anyone yet that had, thank God, I don't really know anyone personally who's had it or has, mm-hmm. has caught it. So like a few days ago, one of one of our friends uh, tested positive. So I'm like, oh, oh shoot. Oh no! And then, uh, parang I've been going to work. Although I've been practicing, you know, social distancing, wearing the mask mm-hmm. and the face shield. But I've been going to work, and of course, you know, you can't say na I can't say absolutely that there was no risk. Right. So I decided, okay, um, I'll just test. I'll just test myself. I tested my wife, my my staff here at the house, and my driver. So luckily, we're all negative. So that's good. Where do you work now? I didn't know that you have an office. Yeah. Well, when I do my online work, I just work from home. But my office is actually in Angeles. So I have to drive uh, two hours. And usually I stay there overnight or three days and do all the work and then come back home to Manila. So. Wow, your hometown. Yep. yep. So you go home every so often. Yeah, is your family like there? Yep. Uh, my mom lives there and my sister. My actually, I read... After you went from Pampanga to Manila, yeah. you realized that you wanted to become a comedian because of getting in trouble in Ateneo. Uh. <laughs> I got curious. I got curious. What was the stuff you were doing that got you in trouble and made you realize, oh, I can do comedy pala? Mm. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't really get in trouble for doing comedy. But, but I was doing comedy in, with my classmates lang, like, uh, most of the stuff I was doing was just doing impressions of our teachers and then, you know, putting them in different situations and then just doing an impression <laughs> of them. Uh, like we had a, an effeminate physics teacher. Mm-hmm. So I would do parang impressions of, of him. And then we had, uh, we had a priest and a teacher and <laughs> can I say this? I would do impressions <laughs> yeah, of, go ahead. of the priest. Uh, having sex with like the mga the <laughs> the tulong duno wow. <laughs> kids 
you know, very, very uh, highly intellectual, highbrow comedy. I see. Because <laughs> he was oh a my German. God. That's why you got in trouble. But they didn't. No, they, I didn't get in trouble for that. I got in trouble for other other things. I see. I see. Yeah, like uh, we had a teacher. Uh, see, and uh, Father Carvajal. That's, that was his name. I don't know if he's still alive, but uh, mm-hmm. he he was bald. So so one time I was drawing him on my notebook. Like, and I think I was drawing him as a black moon rising, and then there was his big bald head rising above the earth, and I didn't know he was right behind me. <laughs> and so everybody was like, all my classmates were just kind of quiet, looking at me, parang kind of pointing behind me, and then I kind of realized, wait, he's not in front of me, so he must be behind me. And so, like as I was drawing it, I started putting hair. Kunwara, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kunwara, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he was like, Mr. Taya I'm like father <laughs> oh this is a no yeah, and then I was putting hair but I was putting hair in the head right away but I'm Mr. Taya father <laughs> it's interesting that you told me that you are uh, no you impersonated teachers but that's yeah. not something that you do in your comedy though no I don't I, don't. I didn't at that time I didn't know that I, w- I wanted to do comedy I was just kind of doing it for fun to make my mm. you know classmates laugh it wasn't until like um, I think I was already working. I was twenty three when I did that. You know that you know you start so, you know soul searching and thinking, what am I gonna do Eat with my love. life? Uh, am I gonna? And I thought, la hon talenta, I don't really have a talent. And then then I started thinking maybe this comedy thing is is something I could do. And around that time, it was my first time to watch uh, stand up comedy in the states. Uh, we went to. Um, I think it was uh, it was in LA yata. I saw a comedy. Uh, we went to a comedy club, Laugh Factory, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I saw okay. like um, you know a bunch of straight comedians because before that all I knew was stand up comedy in the Philippines was gay guys singing in costume and you know doing whatever. So when yeah, I saw bonga. that, yeah, bonga stuff. Know, and singing and so so it never occurred to me that parang you're straight and then you could do you know just stand up there and do comedy. So that kind yeah. of like Quintuhan. planted the seed. Yeah, yung ganun lang. Parang nagkakwento ka lang. But I didn't do it right away. It took me like, siguro a year, a year and a half to kind of think of it like, oh, maybe I could try that. And then and then when I did it, yeah, I kind of got hooked. And then I just kept doing it. What was your final push to actually do it? Um, It was a, uh, the first time I did it, I, I, I just kind of, got this book because my friend was doing it um this other she's an actress she's a filipino she was in a, a movie before but anyway so she was doing stand-up and i asked her I said how did you get started she goes oh buy this book um stand-up comedy by judy carter just just you know buy the book and then go to an open mic and just try it so so i did so i bought the book and i was able to read it in one night like i just finished the book in one night and then you know i did a total of four open mics uh, the first two I thought were great, and then the last two I just kind of bombed. And so after the last two, I said, ah, "This isn't for me," so I, I quit. I just didn't do stand up, but I kept writing jokes, and I had a notebook. So for a year, I would just keep writing jokes. And then um, I was living in San Francisco. I haven't done the stand up in a year, and then my friend found this flyer for a, a stand up comedy workshop, and it was being taught by. Judy Carter, the same the author of the oh book that I read. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So yeah, and so once I did that, so I did it for like three months or something. 
And then we the the the, the show the the graduation was at the punchline. So it was my dream. Wow. It was my dream to to perform there. So finally I was able to achieve my dream and then yeah, that's it. Wow, how many minutes did you get there? Five minutes. <laughs> Five, Five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And how long did it take you to eventually come up with a one hour set? Because I mm. I've talked to a few comedians and they said building a set that long is actually pretty hard. Yeah, it takes Because a you long need to time. practice Diba? Yeah. Each individual joke, you have to test it out all yep. the time. Yep. So how long until you were finally able to do that? Well, um, I was doing, in the States, I was doing comedy, stand-up comedy for about five years. And at five years, I had, I had about maybe 45 minutes, of which out of the 45 minutes, only about 20 minutes was funny. So, <laughs> so basically, I just had a solid 20 minutes. And then... That was around the time I came home to the Philippines to visit because I was unemployed. Uh, it was during the dot-com crash. I don't know if you remember. The, no, I don't. Okay. In the year 2000, early 2000, the dot-com economy crashed in, in the States. And I was, I was in that because uh, I was a programmer. So I kind of got laid off. So mm-hmm. I came home back to the Philippines. And then around that same time, they were opening a club called The Comfort Room, which is where Spit oh, yeah. also performed, right? So, yeah. sina, I don't know if you remember, sina John Santos, Candy Pangilinan. Yeah. So, they asked me to, to be like the house stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And so, they said, yeah, and then uh, we will do like two shows a night. I don't know if you remember, mga, diba? <laughs> we do two shows a night. And right, they, right, they wanted right. me to do like an hour on each show. And the problem was I only had 20 minutes of solid material. <laughs> so Were you forced? Yeah, basically that? I was just forced and and that's when I when I learned how to what they call riffing or Im- improv. So yeah. And so, what were usually your topics at that time? Because again, this was I can't stress enough on how much humor has changed in the yeah. past what two years? It's so yeah. different already. Yeah. So before, what was your humor like back then? I think before I was a bit more uh well, I was single as well. So mm-hmm. you know, my topics were more about uh, dating and all that, and yeah. um, I was also talking about a lot about the differences between living in the in the states and the Philippines, um, because I just kind of moved back. So, parang you know, that was the thing for me. Uh, and I think I was just a bit more obnoxious in general. <laughs> You've adapted pang, since then. Yeah, because we have social media, so you can kind of say like, you know, you could be a little bit more politically incorrect and you know right. get away with more stuff because. You weren't being held to your... Policed. Yeah, policed. <laughs> or like, yeah, at the time, you, you kind of felt this way and you said it. Uh, and then they can't go back, you know, 10 years after and say, hey, 10 years ago, you said a gay joke and you're anti-gay. You know, like, they couldn't do that yeah. before. But now it's like something you tweeted like two years ago, they'll take it out of context and just kind of crucify you for it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Would you say that you had material that was major, what would be called offensive in this day and age? Oh yeah, I mean if you if you really want to be offended, you can you can be offended by almost anything, the manner. So by anything. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure true. there was something like uh ah, like I had this one joke, which is well let me can we uh, it it's probably gonna be offensive today. <laughs> this was offensive back then, I think, but I kinda <laughs> did it to be really uh, how do you say it? You know how sometimes it wasn't like I wasn't being offensive, but I was making fun of being offensive. Okay. And I so but I'm pushing it. Yeah, but I'm pushing it to the point that, hey, 
But this is offensive. I know it's offensive, but I'm making fun of. I, I don't know how to explain it, but some people get it and some people people don't. Like you escalate it to its maximum. Yeah, well, I don't want to overanalyze it, but the joke kind of basically <laughs> went. And then you be the judge, and I'll tell you the joke. So um, yeah, no. it's kind of like ah, so so the joke was like you know how so you know how gay people will will call each other bakla, right? right? Like oi bakla, oi bakla, like they say it that way. Yeah, and and I kind of realized they say it because they want to disempower, they want to disempower the the word bakla, right? So parang they just kind of say it casually like oi bakla, pangit mo bakla, de ba? So, so when I say "hoy bumbay," ang baho ng kilikili mo, <laughs> diba? so like, I'm not trying, right. to, you know, I'm, t- I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just disempowering the word "kilikili." Because before you could say that's so gay, but now you can't say it because people say, "What's wrong with that?" Diba? Yeah, uh. yeah. Everything is so different now. It's walking on eggshells yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot. Like, what would you? Yeah. Like, do you have anything yeah. similar now? You think that, okay, I did this in, a, in an improv show a long time ago, but if somebody probably recorded that, they would think, oh, that's really politically incorrect. I think my problem before was just that I was bad. Mm. Like, that was, it, it wasn't whether being offensive or not. It was just, yo, you were bad. So as a person, so, lang, you were bad. <laughs> as, a, yeah, as a person, evil. Yeah. No? As a performer, it was just some masama, like mm-hmm. not entertaining. Oh, but what I did, what I do remember walking around eggshells is when we had a transgender performer join us. So this transgender performer um, joined us on stage, mm-hmm. and I was very conscious about using the correct pronouns mm-hmm. that I was kind of fucking up during the hosting. I'd be like, okay, so they are entering and. When they when they come and, and they're just calling them by their name nalang at that point because yeah, yeah. when black comes in black uh-uh. will, and they so that was my experience naman Zim and Zer Zim and then <laughs> it, there is a Zim and Zer no Parang yeah there is Parang a Zim. Zim or something yeah yeah so things mm-hmm. like that it's it's changed a lot oh yeah and, over and the another stage. thing but I I forgot to mention was the other transition that I had to do was. When I was doing comedy in the U.S., I was doing it from from a perspective of I was a minority, so parang I could get away with being a bit more bold and you know parang white people blah 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 because I was a minority, so I wasn't coming from a place of like white privilege. I was just a minority speaking out, and then when I came home, it was different. I was now considered you know. Coming from a place of of um of privilege, you're the white man. Yeah, <laughs> but I was the white man, and then and I was talking about poverty, so they're like, "What the hell, the Yeah. So I in had to English. change. It. Yeah, and you're speaking How English, dare. so you must be, you know, superior or whatever. Which brings me to my next question, because I was going to ask what the difference was in performing for Americans, not necessarily white people, but Americans and Filipinos. What are mm. the things that you kind of had to change or had to adapt to. What does each culture find funny or not funny? I think in in a US audience, you could get away more with the material in terms of like say say if you're being sarcastic, it's like it's not so obvious but they kind of pick up on it right away. Right. Wherein I think in in general, I'm generalizing, of course, I'm not saying all Filipinos are like this. But I right. think in the Philippines you have to be a bit more obvious. You kind of have to a bit more spoon feeding, you know? Mm, like you yes. have to do like major, you know, like major funny face, <laughs> like, hey, you know, like, 
and I've been accused of of being a matapobre comedian before. So parang my jokes. So I kind of make fun of it. I'll say, um, hey, you know, like uh, a lot of people think I'm matapobre, but but if there's anybody who knows about being poor, it's me. I, you know, you guys are rich. I'm poor. I, I know how it's like to be poor because uh, because I came from from that. You know, like I'll tell you my story. Like two weeks ago, I lost my wallet, and you know. And five seconds later, I found it in my in my other pocket. But for those five seconds, I felt so poor, you know. <laughs> and, and like, Tim Tayag, matapobre. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. I did hear that yeah. joke before. And I say, at least I'm not poor. <laughs> so some people, oh will, <laughs> some people will get that. Uh, yeah. And some people will won't get that, you know. Uh, I was just going to ask how that affected you in your first few years? Did that affect you in any way? Like, did it get to your head that, um, I don't know if I can do comedy here, mata pobre ako, you know? Yeah, I think it like was that. more like the first, uh, first couple of years, I kind of was hard-headed and, and just kept, kept at it. Like, I don't care. I don't care if they think that way. I'm just going to keep doing it this way, the, you know, my way. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get it, they don't get it. Um, but I think it wasn't until later on that I kind of started, okay, so again, maybe I should say it, you know, in a different way, but I still kind of like, what I just did was basically rearrange more of the kind of like in, in music, in a song, you kind of rearrange it. So mm-hmm. the ones that I think are going to be a bit more edgy, I kind of put it towards the back, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, test, yeah. Muna, test muna the audience if they're, if they're with me yeah, and then give them that. And and if I feel like they're not with me, then I won't go there. You know, so you're I start, really feeling them out. Yeah, the but I, I start out one with a, with a little medjamababaw joke, and then you know, like get them to like you first, and then once you get them, and and it's funny because sometimes you feel it. Eh? Parang kunyari, I'll say, and I had this really bad like hacky joke about uh, going to Hong Kong or China, and then you know when you travel, you. You kind of end up speaking like them, <laughs> All of a sudden, you're speaking also with a Chinese accent. You know, you go to a store like, "Hello, hi, you have a toothpaste." You know, so that was the joke, and and parang people would laugh at it. And then I'll try something like, like, uh, I'll, I'll do a, you know, I went to uh, Market Market, and and they should change the name of that place to Jolox Jolox because there's so many of them. And then you can oh. feel like half of the parang the audience divides. Parang the half is yeah. laughing and then the other half isn't laughing because they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Right. And then I go back and say, wait a minute. You guys laughed at the Chinese, you know, and then now that I talk about this, you're back and off. Parang, then you kind of call them on it. It's like, ha, ha, right, ha. Right, right, right. Like, don't be hypocrites. You were laughing before this, you know. Have you performed for a crowd of what you would consider Jollocks Jollocks? Yeah, I have actually. Um, How are you received? Uh, I'm curious. I got mugged right after. Oh, wow. No, no, I'm just oh, joking. No. I, I wasn't. no, they were just kind of, they were quiet. They were like, ah, no. <laughs> oh, no. Right. But have you been, because I know that even with Spit, Mm-mm. sometimes we're hired for events Mm-mm. that you don't really get a lot of information on. Yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. you get there, you're like, oh, I see. I see. Um, All right. We'll make this work. <laughs> Did you have any gigs like that? Uh, yeah, I'd had a few of those. I remember there was one. I think it was for... We were doing a sort of a tour. It was for CC, CCP. Yeah, CCP. I was with John Santos. Art. And some other comedians. I can't remember. 
But um, well, because the, the the thing with John Santos and uh, other comedians uh, that are local, they well besides years, more, uh, decades of experience, you know, on top of mine, mm-hmm. they know right. how to adjust kaga to even like a audience na. Let's, I mean, masa, you know, like a masa audience. Right. And, you know, I have to admit, I'm not, my my style of comedy can only reach up to a certain demographics. You know, I cannot right. go beyond that. So we were doing a show in this school. I think it was Bulacan, somewhere in Bulacan. It was a school. And the audience was supposed to be the students. But okay. for some reason, I can't remember, there was no audience. And so what they did was parang... They just went outside and they called everybody outside, the mga tricycle drivers, jeepney drivers, to come inside and watch Patay. the show. So there, palang, I'm like, okay. And John Santos was fine because, you know, he could just switch to a character or do a song. He can sing. He can sing. Yeah, he can, okay, you know, na yun. okay, na yun. Sila. So here comes the comedian from the US <laughs> talking about kilikili mo, blah, blah, blah. Diba? So yeah, and so parang it was just kind of really silent, and I just kind of went through my jokes, and you know, I was like, okay, you know, I I know my limits, I accept, right? I accept, so. exactly. So yeah, good and when now. you when when social media came in, that's mm-hmm. sort of when you got big. I don't know, define big. I don't think I've ever got big. So <laughs> I think you did. No, in your, I mean, we everybody in the comedy scene knew who you were. So you were starting out, and um. Social media, like Friendster, came out MySpace. Gun. Were you the type to check comments on your performances or anything like that? Like, is is that something that you started doing later on? Yeah, parang I would check on comments, even on Facebook, and I would always get affected. Like, if somebody said something bad, I would always take it personally. So that was one of my, you know, one of my uh, problems. What was the what was the worst thing that you saw written about yourself? The worst thing? Oh my gosh, there's been so many. I can't remember a really? single thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing personal. I mean, it's their opinion, right? I can't, I can't, right? Right. I can't control people's opinions. Like, jeez, uh, I can't even think of anything. You know, the typical you suck, go back to the US, <laughs> or, and I'm like, go back to the US. This is, this is, I'm from the Philippines, yeah. you know? I don't mean, or, <laughs> Or this guy's a sellout. I'm like, what do you mean sellout? I'm not even making that much money on this, you know? Or Joe What Hoy, am I endorsing? Know? Yeah, what am I endorsing? Like, or Joe is funnier. And I'm like, yeah, I agree, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint a single. But, yeah, before I just used to get down on myself. And then I realized I don't yeah. even know, know these people. And parang it's, it's their opinion. It's nothing, has nothing to do with me, really. It's, it's their opinion. You know? and, and that's okay, so... And right. I think as you just get older and become more mature and, you know, a lot of meditation and all that stuff, letting go, I think I got yeah. to a point where, I mean, if, I'm, I can't say that uh, if somebody says something bad and I won't be affected, but I think now it's more like, you know, I can let go of it a lot easier than before. How do you feel about the rising Filipino comedians now? Like, it's it's becoming a big thing with Jokoy coming out and then um, yeah. the local scene. I don't know if you're aware of the local scene, but... A lot of people are starting to come out to open mics and even putting up shows. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like not up to date with, with the whole scene. Right. <laughs> and then mostly I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy, you know. Um plus with the lockdown, it's been kinda like Oh yeah. You know, I mean I I, I do my online live shows, uh Facebook live mm-hmm. shows, but 
in the form of like stand up comedy. I haven't really done it since I think the last one I did was early. Wait, when was it? I think early this year or last year. It was a private event. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, because most of the stuff now is online. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's good that you know. Hopefully, when when we have a vaccine or something, the the scene continues. Uh, but to be honest, like with, with Joe Hoy, I liked him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The la- the, the lately, and I know people are going to say, "Oh, you're just jealous because you know you're the bitter comedian who's not as famous." But I don't know. My personal opinion. I'm not saying. I mean, he's good. He's good at what he does. But yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a flavor of ice cream. Like some people like chocolate ice cream. I just, and chocolate ice cream is good. I'm not saying it's good, but I just don't like chocolate ice cream, you know? Right, right, right. And I do cryptic, have... Cryptic, no? Cryptic yung mga like, You're not ka. the only... Huh? <laughs> cryptic ba yung mga sinasabi ka? Hindi naman. Ah. I understand. I know a lot of people who are on the same boat as you. So mm, don't right. worry. But I don't want to say worry. it out in public because... I'm going to be labeled as the the bitter comedian or or the hater. You know, I'm not hating. I mean, you know, if you like him, fine. I'm not going to persuade you not to like him, diba? I read in an interview, early early on interview, um, I think with Philippine Star, you said at the time that your influences were mostly like Jerry Seinfeld and Ray Romano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who are the most current, the more current comedians that you've been looking out for or or watching? Netflix um, or you know, YouTube. Well, I have been watching some of uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, mm-hmm. Also, there's another a guy. I don't know if you've heard of him, Hannibal Buress. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, I like him. He, I like Hannibal Buress. Yeah, I actually haven't seen his stand up, but he was in a show that I really enjoyed called Broad City. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I haven't seen it. Hannibal it's Buress ridiculous. is like an, uh, he's like a he's like a stoner kind of comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yup, yup. And, and then he'll just laugh. Yeah, he just laugh. Parang he doesn't care. <laughs> parang he's having yeah. fun. Parang he doesn't care if you get it. <laughs> he knows it's funny. I so. think that's his appeal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Part of it is I like what I'm doing. So yeah. fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, I, that's, I like him. Uh, and I like Dave Chappelle because of the way he delivers like a profound message. Parang layered yung comedy niya. You, you laugh at like something superficial about the joke, but Parang he has a deeper message that makes you wow. But si Hannibal Buress naman is just silly. It's like a stoner, you know, like silly, silly lang. Right, right. And I like that about Dave Chappelle. He actually had a um, a recent clip or a recent set that he performed during the coronavirus. Mm, yeah, and yeah. he straight up said, this isn't funny. And then he just started talking. And there were yeah. little laughs, but he really just wants to get a message out there. Oh, no, no, Bill Burr. Which, I like Bill Burr a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of people like Bill Burr. Yeah. A lot. It's like he says it. But and then he kind of, he says something really offensive and then he kind of backs it up. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we were yeah. all thinking it. He just said it. But, you know, we were all thinking it. Is there anything that you've been working on recently or comedy-wise? Because I know you're working mm-hmm. and, and stand-up isn't your full time. No, no. It's but... Is there anything that you're looking forward to doing or thinking of doing comedy-wise in the next few, I don't know, in the next two years? Yeah. Um, are you exploring different things? Yeah, yeah, we are actually. Because uh, we have a live, a Facebook live show um, on every Saturday. When you say we? Yeah, we. Uh, Who I, is we? It's me and then um, uh, three writers. Two of them are from ABS. 
See Patrick Cruz, who's also my manager. You know Patrick Cruz. Yes, I remember. Uh, Sherwin Buenvenida. He's the comedy. He was the comedy head writer of ABS, but now he's unemployed as well. <laughs> and then Herman Gacosta, another comedian. So we do a show, a mm-hmm. uh, Facebook Live show on Saturdays. Um, so working more on like content, like online content. And then we're mm-hmm. planning another project actually with Quark. We pitched the Quark Ren. Nice. We want to produce a movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're we're working on that. Um, and then I'm also working on other non-comedy related you know, stuff online. Writing also? Uh, no, no, no. It's performance. No, it's more like business, you know, online business, but not comedy. Also, we're doing mga content creation for other artists. Interesting. Yeah. Like for social media? For social media, yeah. YouTube, Facebook. Not, not Instagram, though. Just YouTube and Facebook. So we're doing stuff like right. that. Right. Well, that's cool. All right. So um, for the listeners, because I, a lot of listeners, I think, are just shy to get into comedy. You know, like they they know about the idea. They watch the shows. They feel like they have something in them to do it, but they're not doing it yet. What's something that you would tell them just to get into it? Mm. Well, it's like this. Some, some. I'll be honest. Like some comedians, there's different kinds of comedians, right? There's there's stand-up comedians. There's comedic writers. Um, so if you if you want to do comedy and let's say, oh, maybe like performing on stage is not for you, or performing in front of a camera, you can also do comedy writing, right? So so you can yeah. start there. You can do like tweets or. Or you could do something on Facebook if you want to do videos. You don't have to be the face of the video. You can do uh, what's that app uh, where you dub? But now you can dub uh, TikTok. No TikTok. Then the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, you Which know, one? they take clips and they mash dubs. Dubs mash. Yeah, dubs mash. Yeah. Yeah. I think that and TikTok are pretty much the same. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you could do that. Is your family into TikTok? Is my, you know, my ten-year-old is into. Yeah, they're they're actually my twenty. Yeah, they're both into TikTok. Oh, they're both. I think when I when I met you, isa palang you and mm, tatlo na. I have three tatlo kids. Ba? Tatlo yeah, na. Yeah. Yep. What? You're so yeah. grown up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> old. <laughs> old na old. Yeah, old. <laughs> but anyway, so they could do. You know, well, night right now, I'd say open mic, but you can't because there's no venue. <laughs> yeah, yun lang eh. I know Facebook Live, siguro do do But although iba pa rin kasi yung live, eh. like with an audience, it's different. Eh. Right, and you can't hear the laughs. You yeah. can't see the reactions. Like people are doing. It's Zoom. different to just read, haha. You know. What yeah, I mean? iba kasi yung instant feedback. It's it's very different when you when you get that instant feedback and you know right away if it's funny or not. You know. Right. They're doing Zoom. Some yeah, comedians wow. have done Zoom on a stand up. I think. I think um, we're gonna try that too, but I've seen I've seen a show and it's it's challenging because like because of the technology, there's still a if somebody laughs and and somebody's dog is barking or it's all yeah. kind of distracting <laughs> and you know it's all the same noise. You're just hearing random noise. Yeah, now. yeah. So that's the mm-hmm. that's the challenge when you're doing it on Zoom. Yeah. Well, I hope. Well, we'll see how long the vaccine. Because all of us performers have been yeah. affected by this. and Didn't you guys do an, an, an online uh, Zoom an, uh, improv? We did. We did. But yeah. like, 
we teach improv also, we can't teach online. I mean, we do teach online classes, but mm. it's different. It's a different thing altogether, teaching online improv. But how was that? Stage. How was your yung improv show nyo that you did on Zoom? How did it come out? Good. It was, ano eh, we banded together with theater artists mm. and um, it was under this program called Open House. Mm. And it was a fundraiser to help out displaced theater artists. So oh, even crew, nice. stage mm. managers, things like that. Okay. So we were performing in the same program as like Leia Salonga would do it, Lisa Makuha would do it. So it was really nice because we were able to raise the target amount for the displaced workers. Nice. Like, nice. how are you going to make money through performing now? It's not the same. It's not. People aren't really going to pay to see something that was supposed to be staged with yeah. everything online. It's very different. I mean, even even when it's already the live show, people are still, I don't want to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What diba? more fun is about? One more online. Parang libre lang dapat yan. <laughs> YouTube na lang ako. YouTube May mga comics na. naman din. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we're good. So thank you so much for oh, agreeing you. to be yeah. on the show. Thank you. Very happy to have talked to you again after yeah. a bajillion years. Likewise. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thank you. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. And Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your free account at podmetrics.co and use my referral code, TAWALETS, all caps, TAWALETS, no apostrophe, just big letters, TAWALETS. <laughs>